0: to the Yoongi Anthology Podcast from the C.G. Young Institute of Chicago. Healing Cinema, Birdman, or The Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance. Dan and Judith are going to introduce the film, so I don't need to say anything else about that, and their bios are available in the show notes or previous episodes. Um, I do want to say that we've had a longtime staff member, Danielle McMahon Griffin, Uh, leave the Institute in January, Um, so we'll miss her, of course, and in the meantime, we're just a little busy around here, so I'm trying my best to get back to our twice-a-month schedule of episodes, so we'll see, hopefully I can do that, and if not, if it ends up being once every three weeks or four weeks, sorry about that, and and I just appreciate your patience. I just want to say also, during this episode, Dan and Judith talk about Mark Sabin's book Two Souls Alas, Carl Jung's Two Personalities and the Making of Analytical Psychology. Um, and we have an interview with Mark from December. So if you want to learn more about that, you can just go ahead and look at that episode. Okay, so now let's jump right in.
1: Now, I, I want to start off by saying to, to this audience that uh, perhaps unlike our other films, um, whether they have seen it or not, um, mm-hmm. they may benefit from the podcast. And because I've talked to, to people, um, of, you know, about my ideas about it, and they said, well, you know, they they may even have seen it and not really taken it in, right? And then after we talk about it, they get excited about going back to it and, and mm-hmm. seeing it from a different perspective. So, mm-hmm. you know, whether the audience has seen it, this movie Birdman by uh, – a wonderful director in a mm-hmm. or not, I think, um, you know, uh, this will be an opportunity for him to see it from a different perspective.
2: Right. Not only a different perspective, uh, hopefully, you know, that they'll learn something, uh, yeah. but also a depth perspective. I, it is amazing, isn't it? We, Dan, you and I have talked about this, that multiple viewings just open things up and yeah. are talking about it with each other um uh, up till this morning yeah <laughs> i yeah. would say knowing that we were going to record today i have thought of different things and um it 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 just it's the gift that keeps on giving you know it, really it does just, it, it, it some it's like a a classical piece of literature yeah um, it it just as i having presented on this film a few years ago on trauma i missed completely this other way of looking at it that I've come to mm. that I hope we get to talk about, which is Good. more the the um wounding of the masculine
3: in mm.
2: in patriarchy. Mm. So yeah, that I agree. It it just if you're if you're if the love is there, yeah to to uh continue to um see it and, and think about it, it, it it is astounding to me.
1: I think you, you the what you said about the depth I think is so important. Uh, we tend to get um, uh, in our in the film industry in our country, in particular. I think we get uh, inundated with. I think what Anuridu, uh was trying to get at is that too many films where you don't have to work, you don't have to go in depth. You just, you know, um, you see it and you go home and you, you know, oh that was that was pretty or that was exciting or that was. And but there's no depth to it, it doesn't draw you into it, right? Right,
2: right.
1: He is, and I, I heard an interview about it. he, he, um, with the interview, interviewer, uh, said that you know, and the interview is made, made the comment, um, are you talking about arts, art, arts, artsy films or something, mm-hmm. something like that?
3: Mm-hmm. And he
1: says he hates that, he hates that. He says these films are about life, uh, you know, if you categorize it. Uh, you know, as, mm-hmm. as art our, are you know, you're you're moving away from the, the 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 grit and the the blood and the, you know, the 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 earthiness of a film, right? Films, uh, films should be about life. If they're not about life, then, you know, then it's not going to feed you. It's not going to nourish you.
2: Right, right. And that is a point of what the film is about in terms of film versus theater, highbrow, lowbrow. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe speak to the masses or or over that's a judgment right there, doesn't it? Yeah, it yeah. my, my part. Um, the lowest common denominator. I mean most people, I would say maybe this is my prejudice, but most people go to films to be entertained and like mm-hmm. you said, to get a thrill instead of the way John Beebe talks about looking at a film, which is film as act of imagination
3: mm-hmm. and
2: having your own complexes get triggered
3: mm-hmm.
2: by watching a film. The viewer yeah. is part of the 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 film experience, just like a reader is part of a reading a a, a book. Yeah, absolutely. Um,
1: so I'm and it's just along the, the point, the, the multiple times I, I've seen it and the deeper I got into it, the more I could feel it, it which is very interesting. I could, I, there are parts that I just laughed out loud for minutes that I didn't laugh the first time I saw. It. I mean, it's a comedy, right? <laughs> um, but there's also a scene that I was in tears. And and we'll I'll, I'll comment on that when we get to those. Oh scenes, good, oh good. Go I want to hear about that.
2: Yeah. But the,
1: the 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 range of emotion that yes. over time and over multiple viewings, I was able to really feel this film uh, um, and fall in love par- with it.
2: Yeah, but that's isn't that's a parallel to Regan's character. It he really is. He becomes more related, yeah. more connected, yeah. more feeling. Yeah. He's able to grieve. Well, we're jumping ahead, but yeah, that yeah, yeah. is absolutely the parallel yeah. to the film. So that's so beautiful to hear yeah. as a man. You yeah, say, yeah. but as a woman, I I could absolutely know what you're talking about. Yeah, um, good. Uh,
1: so do you, have, so, you want to go through your summary?
2: Yeah, yeah but, here's the summary of the film. Um, by the way, this film for our audience uh, as they may know. Uh, it won four Oscars, um, best picture, best director, best, so two, best original screenplay and best cinematography. And there were other nominations, Michael Keaton for best actor, um, Edward Norton for best um, supporting actor nominee and also another best supporting actress, Emma Stone who plays the daughter. So the summary is uh, a washed up aging actor, film actor, who once played in uh, an iconic superhero in a comic book franchise series of blockbuster that, were ma- that was made into blockbuster films, struggles with titanic doubts and insecurities. <laughs> <laughs> it drives the film, doesn't it? In, a, yeah. in attempts to recover um I would say his self-respect, his family, Mm. his career, himself, uh, almost like a form of redemption that drives the film in the days leading up to the opening of his stage adaptation on Broadway of the Raymond Carver short story. What do we talk about when we talk about love? Mm. I feel like crying one right now. (laughs) I mean, he's, he's dealing with, absolutely core core human values
3: yeah
2: and um the fact that it opens up with this epigraph from another like you knew this um poem uh it's called a late fragment by Ken yeah. carver Yeah. and he has these gore- absolutely gorgeous lines on the screen as an epigraph and did you get what you wanted from this life even so and it, and the answer is i did And the other voice says, and what did you want? And the voice and the words are, to call myself beloved, to feel myself beloved on the earth.
3: Uh,
1: That is so powerful.
2: Oh, my
3: God.
1: I I fell in love with Raymond Carver years ago,
3: Ah, Um, his
1: short stories, Uh and then his poetry. And I was Hmm. aware at some point that he had cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew he was publishing a, a book of short stories. And then after he died, then I went ba- then I went back and mm-hmm. read some uh, um, articles or uh, somebody was interviewed about him. And he had written that 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 was a poem. And he had oh. written that be- just before he died. And it, was, uh, oh. it was one of his last entries.
2: Oh wow. Oh you know what that makes me think of this is kind of uh off the topic a bit but um during 9 11 on the in the towers people were calling home and just saying i love you to people yeah. knowing yeah. that they might die yeah and many of them did so yeah. yeah i think we get well it's a real commentary isn't it on our culture that um we get caught in cons over consumerism and all that other bs you know and and overlook the core value of right well and that's what this film i think is ultimately about
1: yeah yeah
2: so one of the first images we see Mm. is of a meteor
1: Mm. now that's my take on it it's which is interesting because i read a review and they said they thought it was a rocket or something like that and i said that was not my now i and i'd seen that image i told you at the beginning of the revenant His his subsequent Ah, film, it just it made so much sense to me that it was be a be a meteor that was you know crashing down to the earth because it's you know emotionally what Reagan is doing in this story, right? Yeah,
2: Yeah. well, actually, I found an interview too that where Inneri says it's a meteor and oh, he does, okay. Yeah, and he's asked about it, and he says he doesn't know. Kelly came up with it. He, he, he said that it's interesting that he's used it in another film too, right? Um, he said for him, it was quote, an image of an inarticulate feeling. And to me, that gets at what Jung says about images that they hold feelings. Yes. And when, during his, um, Confrontation with the unconscious, where he says in in MDR in Memories, Dreams, Reflections, he says that it was important for him to get the image behind the feelings so that yes. he could contain the feeling. So I thought that was an interesting, he, you know, in a Ritu way of putting it because it does kind of yes. echo what Jung is um is is saying, and also we see the meteor at the end of the film too. So yes. it's an important in it
1: bookends. He yes. bookends the film with with yes. s- uh, several things, but uh, that yeah. image. It's interesting. The the, the other way uh, of looking at it too is what Jung uses means by a symbol, and the symbol as a living image
3: yeah.
1: yes. that um, that has an unconscious component to it that grabs us because it desires consciousness right it desires to come to consciousness it's so and so and that's so in a redo, right that he's
3: mm-hmm.
1: he, he's putting himself out there mm-hmm. in, in such a way because because something is pulling at him uh that he doesn't know what it is and uh it, he leaves it up to he leaves up to the audience to help do the work of it in, in some ways. You know what I'm saying?
2: Right. That's that we right.
1: can hold the, these images and, and let it sit, sit with us.
2: That's right. That's right. Again, that you're saying what I was saying earlier, that we each bring our own stuff, yeah. <laughs> our yeah, own yeah. issues, our own com- complexes too. I mean, you're, Feeling about a meteor might be different than mine in a, yeah. a, a, enough. But yeah, I like the way you said that about the symbol that it desires consciousness. That's beautiful. I think that's right. And so we struggle with it, right? We struggle. Mm-hmm. To find we got to
1: struggle with it. Yeah. yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: There's another image, right? Right after that.
2: Yeah. The, jelly, the jellyfish. The
1: jellyfish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting contrast.
2: It is. It is. It's a real interesting pair of opposites because the meteor is in space, in the sky. Jellyfish are in the ocean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These were beached jellyfish. Yes, yes. And so they're, and they look really large. They look Mm. huge, and not very colorful. What you think of a jellyfish look like in the ocean? But um, yeah. Very but interesting but country. they're
1: dead. I think that's an yeah. interesting. They're dead. They're beached. They're, mm.
3: Mm.
1: Mm. uh, which is
3: mm.
1: uh, almost it feels like a companion image uh to the meteor, which is
3: mm-hmm.
1: you know on fire, right? Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is this is something else. I don't know. Maybe we'll I as think we go we'll through get, this. I think we'll. Get yeah, yeah, yeah. To that.
2: Because how it ends, you know, with the same images and and him talking about the jellyfish when he tried to kill himself, uh, that scene at the end with his wife. Good. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the opening scene uh, after the images is is Regan.
1: I wanted wanted to to throw out there right from the start. I looked up uh, Riggin Uh and the image or the the etymology. It means Uh little king.
2: Oh, does it? I was hoping (laughs) you would do the etymology thing. Yeah. Because, oh, I did. I was like,
1: oh, that blew me away. That is perfect Perfect, for this film. Perfect,
2: perfect. Inaritu doesn't know how psychological he is.
1: (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Um, whoever came up with that it's brilliant. because it's a yeah. paradox right it's a it it's a it paradox and well it's the king about baby. Baby.
2: yeah it's like um you know when Cowshed talks about the king baby mm-hmm. the whole king baby yeah, yeah, which yeah, yeah. is all through this film of that combination of innocence and inflation
1: yes Yes, 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 yes.
2: And so the fact that it's yeah. little king—that's perfect.
1: Yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> well, and and the first image we come to—I mean, you know, past yes. the, the jellyfish and the—I mean, the okay. first image of of uh, is <laughs> him sitting there, elevated, right, in a lotus mm-hmm. position in his underwear. <laughs> his underwear. And apparently, Inarito said that that's the first image he had of the film.
2: Oh wow! Before,
1: before, before the you rest of it was fleshed out. Oh, that's that's the wow. image.
2: Wow wow! That's just oh, I got the goosebumps to yeah, think yeah, that, yeah. that it starts with that.
3: Yeah, you know?
2: yeah. And we see his back, which I think is I think is important because there's so much shadow there. Mm. Right. Um. That the voice that's the the bat the Batman's voice is the is the first. Voice we hear, internal mm-hmm. voice of Regan, mm-hmm. and but the, but but yes, the combination of elevation, levitation, yeah. and exposure, vulnerability. Yeah. He's in his underwear.
3: He's in,
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's so interesting. So throughout this film, this this, you know what I call the highest and the lowest, which is very alchemical, mm. um, is in the same space. Hmm but not integrated, right? Mm. It's like it's in the same space, he's, but it's not yet integrated. And I think the rest of the film is this integration of oh, or bringing yes. closer together this higher version of him and this lower version of him, right?
2: Yes. Yes, yes. So we, and maybe we could say that there's a splitting there, right? There's a yes. splitting between the two. Yes. But I like your alchemical take on it.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, he's got this voice that drives him crazy. We learn, you know, is it, uh, constantly like at him <laughs> about, you know, what are we doing here? Get out of this place! It smells yes. like balls. I it mean, smells- it, it's very <laughs> vulgar, yeah. but it it captures the the almost. I don't know. I mean, real. It as it unfolds, we see the violence in the vo- in the voice. You know, the yes. Kind of violence. Yes.
3: Yes. Um,
2: I, I, I also, I read a, an interview with, with Inarito where he says at some point, he says, uh, all of us have our own bird man. Once you discover or become more conscious of your Birdman, excuse the language, he says you're, he's fucked, meaning <laughs> Birdman is fucked. He's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, he's just a naked little bird. <laughs> I try to keep him in a cage.
1: <laughs> I love that.
2: Isn't that great? But
1: I I love this.
2: I mean, you and I would agree that everyone, in some way, has their own version of that. Mm -hmm. It's the it's the inner predator. It's the inner critic. It's the inner uh, persecute.
3: Yes.
1: Yes.
2: That that cowshed talks about. Um, I think it's um, I think it's more difficult, you know, than Inaritu is intimating. To it's not enough to keep them in a cage. Yes. I think we have to work at identifying it and not necessarily integrating all of it because it's at the archetypal level, but uh, it's work. It's constant work to keep them in that cage.
1: Yeah, this is interesting to think about. What, it, what comes to me is that, first of all, there's the, the, the progression or trajectory that the character starts out as a voice, that the personality starts at a voice, you know, and I'm just, I, I'm just coming off of a book uh, that I read that I, I love. It's, it's, it says it's called the uh, two souls, alas, it's by Mark Saban. Mm. And it's about Jung's two personalities.
3: <clears throat>
1: and one of the, one of his premises is that Jung's genius was that the personification of the, our inner personalities, the personification and how he did that in active imagination mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, is, uh, it, it, you know, it provides the tension of the opposites and mm-hmm. the, the idea of the transcendent function, you know, and the movement to a different level of consciousness.
3: Mm-hmm. But
1: so the, in the film, he goes from a voice
3: mm-hmm. and
1: then at precise moments,
3: mm-hmm.
1: now the bird man, is now you could see him like like he's now becomes this slowly personified
2: right right? that's significant that is a very i agree that's a very significant moment when we actually see birdman he's not just a poster on the wall yeah 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 yeah. dressing room we see him at the point of a really important point in the film where he's either going to well we'll 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 get there we'll get there it's really important so go ahead
1: well, I was just going to say in another interview and this this mm-hmm. follows up on on your quote, he said to an interviewer who was asking him about the um the, the the this film came out of a period of creative frustration because he had just finished four four films and he mm-hmm. found himself depleted uh-huh. uh and it it was a very difficult time for him, so this particular uh-huh. film was more personal. Right. It reflected his personal confrontation. This is what he says inside me. There's a chronically unsatisfied guy who is always telling me that nothing is ever good enough. I finally got to the point where I just said to this guy, who the fuck are you to tell me this is wrong? This is all that I can do. Oh no. he says it took years of meditation to recognize who this internal dictator was and it wasn't until a few years ago that i thought this has the makings of a movie <laughs>
2: Oh, isn't that something oh, yes yes so along those lines we'll get back yeah. to the film but yes, along yes. those lines I, I i just read something too dan uh on in another context but um there was the naming of this something that that I think is, is very relevant here. An analyst calls what what the artist needs as adaptive grandiosity. Mm. Adaptive grandiosity. We I need I like that. We need that to to create. Yes. If we don't think that this isn't that what we're doing is important as an artist or or as any kind of artist, you can't create because of what In Inaritu is saying, that there is this part that is telling us we're not good enough. So inflation, it, the film is all about inflation and humiliation. And so um, but this idea that for a time or we or the recognition maybe that there can, that inflation can be adaptive. You can very yes. easily turn maladaptive.
1: Yes. 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 Into
2: this inner dictator who says, you know, we're not good enough, but, but in those moments we try to have adaptive grandiosity. I, I
1: really like that, that great? because where I was thinking, uh, you know, the, the progression of the story, he, be, he, you know, becomes birdman, right? You know, he resists, he resists, he represses, he represses, he's trying to shut him up, shut him up. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, as he descends deeper into his own humiliation, because of all, all the things that are going on, then he becomes birdman for that, for that time period, right?
2: You you mean, can he can say bye bye to Birdman. Well,
1: well, I mean, when he's flying around and, you know, so my, I, I, I'm equating that to, or it's flying around in the film, and there's enough uh, reality to keep us, to keep the audience grounded into what's really going on. But in his mind, you know, he's, you know, you know, causing all these things to occur, right? Oh, right. That, I think that goes along with the the adaptive grandiosity.
3: Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
1: This this is adaptive. It's not like he's psychotic and, you know, and, and they take him away. No. He he yeah. is going through this. This um, identification with this person like, to get to get through him.
2: Right. 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 But to co- yeah, well, in those. Well, we can t- we can talk about it as we go through the film, because I would say in those moments when he's flying, he's escaping. hmm. He's, he's working it through still. He's not there yeah. yet. Right. Yeah, 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 that, I yeah. mean, I, I would argue that he's not quite there yet. I think that he's looking for the grand gesture as he says on the roof.
3: Yeah.
2: And maybe at that point he has decided to. Uh, attempt suicide, just like yeah, yeah. In the scene in the play, but yeah. we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll get but,
1: there. But I think it speaks to the mm-hmm. idea of adaptive mm-hmm. meaning, mm-hmm. uh is it an escape? Yes, but it's also a compensation to uh-huh. the level of humiliation, right? The deeper he goes yeah. into his humiliation, the more he moves into this. It, it's very interesting, the timing of things. Every time, some like, you know, when his daughter, you know, uh-huh. lambates him, uh-huh. you know, then he goes and he's moving the... Um, that dish or whatever that was, he's moving oh, that dish. Yes, or, it's yes. like some this 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 these yes. telepathic uh, powers yes. start to emerge yes.
3: Yes. when
1: he's most uh sh- ashamed or most humiliated or or that's starting right. to come up.
2: Right, right. Because I would say, don't you think that he's identified more with the archetype in that moment? Yes, so he's, yes. he's he's King Baby right there because he thinks yes. he's got all these powers that. Yeah. Hmm
1: but isn't that the artist isn't that what um what that adaptive grandiosity is the Mm -hmm. artist has to Mm -hmm. carry that god image
2: right right
1: right? to to create
2: right but but not not over not not identify
1: with not over
2: identify where is that line where is that line because we know of all the artists that thought they needed to drink or take drugs to create so right um, well let's go back to Regan and his underwear yeah yeah
3: yeah yeah
2: (laughs) (laughs) um this little king uh yeah yeah then
1: he goes to he hears the phone or yeah. his his yeah. Daughter's, uh, daughter's phone and, right. on Skype, skyping him, right. and she's at right. the um, uh, she's trying to get flowers for him. These flowers there's a wonderful image, right?
2: Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah,
1: because that too bookends.
2: Yes, yes, yes. The,
1: the the beginning and the end, and you know it's interesting. Uh, the The flowers that he wants are at Camilla's. At Camilla's. Uh
2: huh. Al
1: which is very alchemical.
2: Yeah. Right? Uh,
1: yeah. Um the alchemil is the it's the the literal translation is Lady's mantle. Oh. Uh and it's the, the alchemist said that um the, the the moisture from the plant uh that that emerges is they called moon water. Oh. It was Another. a it. It, and the mantle protects the elixir uh as as if it was in her womb
2: oh my gosh one feminine image after another
1: isn't that lovely uh and the and the moon water was needed for the philosopher's stone it's just oh. it's just wonderful love well
2: that Alma, to me oh that's beautiful thank you for looking all that up it's just gorgeous imagery i to me that validates almost the importance of the daughter in this film as an anima figure that is a, is a thread through the whole film. And that's what he's working toward. That's what yes. he and that's the point where he gets to yes. feeling. And then the two of them of course get there, but also within himself. Oh, that is just beautiful imagery.
1: And he of course doesn't get it. Um,
2: she's furious she's carrying a lot of <laughs> anger in this opening scene isn't she <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah, yeah. Oh my, <laughs> she's just rageful
1: <laughs> yeah she hates the job she hates it yeah. she's uh it, it's uh so interesting and of course what she brings back are what he hates roses and i don't know what to make of that but the theme of hate him hating roses goes all the way through to the end i think uh of the film as well because it's, it's mentioned throughout, right?
2: Oh, I I, I didn't catch that. But I, I would say that the rose, I think that's Aphrodite's flower. So uh uh-huh,
1: uh-huh.
2: Um, <laughs> that's interesting. That's I,
1: interesting. Yeah. You may just hate it, because that's what it that usually gets. Like,
2: in, uh-huh. at, at the uh-huh. end, the room was filled oh, with sure. roses, filled right? With and
1: you ones. just, yes. you know, yes. and, you know, in theater, they get roses yes. all the time, right?
2: Yes, yes. Huh. But there is a real Adam I would say a real anima progression here with his development of his feeling function yeah. and his connect, the ability to connect. I agree. Yeah. What can we say? Can we comment on the, on the drums throughout the film the, that, that the music to this film was, was wonderful. The drum solo that just set a pace that, and then of course I, the Rachmaninoff where he's soaring to that I love yeah
1: yeah yeah
3: but,
2: the, but and also the shots of hallways I thought that was you know they're they're, they're backstage in hallways I came upon a review Dan that linked yeah. that to um the labyrinth of King Minos oh wow Icarus yeah isn't that, wow. isn't that interesting I would have never thought that but that it, the laber the labyrinth of hallways in the back. Yes,
1: yes. 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 Um, that is so interesting. And yeah. um, you know the the big thing about that uh, Inarito had up front was that this film had to be one shot. Oh.
3: Wow. I mean that
1: that was early on, and I I told you he had a a meeting with uh, Mike Nichols or a dinner or something, and Mike Nichols was trying to talk him out of it, <laughs> and and. Uh, because he didn't think it would produce the comedy that he wanted to produce, but um, but he stuck with it. And although there's actually 16 cuts, you can't see them or it's very difficult to see, but he wanted to give the impression that we were within his ego, that, that we were uh, trapped <laughs> or contained or, you know, in this um, ego that is, you know, descending into uh-huh. this into this uh, you know abyss
3: um, um, world,
2: yeah.
1: and he yeah. wanted us to feel that and i think he did uh, a good job of that uh-huh.
2: yes the kind of claustrophobia yeah of that. yeah yeah. Uh, yeah
1: yeah you do have a sense that you just want to get out of there you know there are moments you just i, I want to go out on the street oh i didn't tell you when i was in new york yeah. seeing to kill a I- mockingbird I went by Saint James Theater. I made my wife take a picture of me in front of St. James. <laughs> a cute man boy. Oh my goodness. I'm going, This is this is great. She's going, What is, what what is it about this? Oh, you know, it's <laughs> I'll tell that, you later about it. Yeah,
2: that kind of um, that that what do you call them? The the viaducts underneath yeah, that, that, yeah, yeah. The alleyways.
1: The and, alleyways. And he yeah. has to walk
2: through to get to yeah. Times Square, and yeah, oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> you're such a fanboy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but you're you're right. This um, we were right with him.
2: Yeah, right with yeah, him. yeah. Um, we were in his head, and I think yeah. that's Michael Keaton. I think I think that that's the brilliance of michael keaton we yeah. we feel his pain we so feel
1: we, his pain yeah
2: because we can relate to it everybody uh-huh. has that persecutor yeah inside that inner critic that drives us crazy
1: yeah and the more we were with him the more heated up the situation gets the more heated up the vessel is the more heated mm-hmm. up
3: mm-hmm. you know
1: with uh, frustration mm-hmm. humiliation um
3: mm-hmm. you know Mm -hmm.
1: it's one Mm -hmm. one humiliating thing after another Mm -hmm. um you know like the image of the meteor this heat this heating up
2: Mm -hmm. right and i think the identity the 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 path to identify is both the humiliation and the desire for the redemption you know Mm -hmm. the, the desire to work it through yeah that we can feel too he's driven he's tortured by his insecurities but he's so driven to redeem himself and have yeah. and feel and wanting to feel respected and yeah, yeah, yeah. validated in his acting ability. And so,
1: you know, and one of the components of this redemption is that he didn't know what he was doing. <laughs> right. It's the, the unexpected virtue of ignorance. <laughs> he,
3: uh-huh. he was
1: coming from, you know, fi- the film world to the theater and, uh-huh there's something about him not knowing what, what to do, right. That, 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 um, contributed, right. That's like analysis, you know, part of the is the not knowing where we're headed, where we're going. And the analyst has to sit in that not knowing with the patient so that, uh, because, and I think that's a big component of, uh, Oh, yeah. Of his journey. Of course,
2: of course. And, you know, it's interesting when you say that, because it makes me think of how, as a film star, he had the ability, even though he was running out of money all the time, but he had a name, his name, an ability to go to Broadway. This wasn't yeah. like a preview on off Broadway. This is yeah, yeah, yeah. Broadway. You're right. So that's an inflated part. Yes. right? Yes. So it's that inflated uh Innocence that gets him into this predicament yes. of of being caught by all the yeah. insecurities, but driven to do it anyway, that's right. <laughs> and not knowing where it's going to go.
1: You know, that's a real good point. I hadn't thought about that. That, that this whole setup was an in inflation yeah. by virtue of the fact that he had a name, and that was the only way that he would have gotten a play like this right, on with Broadway the and, yeah. with the backers. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. So interspersed in all this is is how he's drawn to the Raymond Carver play and how he's written a a stage adaptation to it, which is all about what is the nature and true meaning of love. And I, 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 I pulled out this, we know this quote from Jung. I love this quote from Jung. In MDR, it's it's like page three hundred and fifty three, and just let me read it, okay? I yes, just please, it because it really addresses what I think Carver was. I, I have no idea, of course, but what Carver was going after, uh, and what and what Regan is caught by wanting to understand more. So Jung says, um, but I falter before the task of finding the language which might adequately express the incalculable paradoxes of love. Eros is a cosmogonos, a creator and father-mother of all higher consciousness. In my medical experience, as well as in my own life, I have again and again been faced with the mystery of love and have never been able to explain what it is. Like Job, I had to and this is a quote from job lay my hand on my mouth i have spoken once i will not answer and i will not answer it's I love beautiful. That quote. That's I love beautiful that's beautiful from young and i think that's what the film is about too um what you right. love and tr- and because if it's about anima development and connecting with others and connecting with ourselves that that's the Eros that we all Absolutely. And, and,
1: and I think uh Carver, I mean, I think one of the reasons I fell in love with Carver is he in a in a very brief way in his short short stories was took very difficult subjects mm-hmm. and um and managed to, to work them. And his stories are all about imagery. Um to work mm-hmm. them into symbols. Mm. that that find uh, find resolution i think in this particular story
3: mm-hmm.
1: he's, he he was truly trying to get at through his characters what love was and and there was a there was at least two different versions of love right there was the you know the the jealous husband that you know was willing to kill himself and you know and failed at that but you know was willing they and And the character, the wife, um, that that said he must love me. He was willing to, he's willing to die, right? He's well, but he's
2: threatening her too, right?
1: Threatening her, he's willing to kill, right? And and then the old couple in the hospital, yes, right? That he couldn't, he couldn't see his wife. Yes,
2: yes, the tenderness,
1: right? Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I, I, that it's. Uh, The more I, again, Dan, the more I thought about this film, the more I watched it, I realized that what he's really, to me, what he's getting at with these two versions, like you say, of love, is to name uh, the version of love that is active in in patriarchal culture, Mm -hmm. which is to equate crazily love with violence. Mm. Uh I was reminded in watching this film again of a quote by O.J. Simpson
3: mm.
2: that he said years ago, and this is it. It was on my refrigerator for a long time, uh, because it was so knocked me out. He said, Um, what if I had killed Nicole, his wife? It would mean that I really loved her.
3: Uh yeah.
2: And yeah. that is in the Carver story and that is how uh how love has been equated somehow again psychotically
3: yeah
2: with violence
3: yeah 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 yeah. Yeah.
2: and it's 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 all through the the movie
3: yeah
2: um when is it in a upcoming uh scene when his ex-wife comes back to the dressing room and she's worried about their daughter and she says to him, he says to her remind me again why our marriage didn't why we broke up and she says uh, because you, you threw did, a knife at me knife at me and an hour later you told me how much you love me
1: yeah yeah yeah, a yeah,
2: yeah parallel of what's to going to mm-hmm. yes. to the story yes yes so it, in that way the film is just brilliant the way it parallels
1: Yeah. And it's apparently, yeah. And so Reagan is trying to get at the truth of love.
2: Right. For himself. For himself. Through the play. Yes.
1: yes, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Through the play, through the characters of the play. And each have their own story, but also having something to do with with their theme of realness. Even Mike Shiner, Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh he can only be r- real on stage, which mm-hmm. is such a paradox. Right. right. Right? Um and yeah all these characters are very interesting. If we think of them as as parts of Reagan, right? Riggin, right? right. As, mm-hmm. as aspects of, of Reagan. Right. Um Mike Shiner would be what? Mike Shiner is a is a version of him, his his arrogance, right, mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: but also this sense of uh he, it really touched me when he defended uh Regan to the critic oh, we are jumping ahead um uh, do you remember that scene though he he says um in the well he tomorrow at the opening he's going he's going to put put everything." He yes. is out there, and what are you going to be doing what you, yeah. to the critic, right? Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> he uses it to kind of twist the knife and hurt. Yeah, 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 At the same time yeah. Yeah, yeah. Defending Regan. Well, he's part yeah. of the show now, so maybe he's defending himself as well, but yeah. yeah. Well, I
1: think what he was respecting was Regan's attempt.
2: Yes, attempt. Right. 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 Right, he says something like that. He says, "People you know who yeah. walk these floorboards, and yeah, 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 you're 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 doing wow. That's a lot you're taking on, or something yeah. like that." Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the fact that he's chosen this story is highly relevant, right?
3: Yeah,
2: <laughs> no doubt. Um, so then we have the uh, the scene in the pre- the press interview in the dressing room is really funny where they the the great line that one of the interview, the journalist says that he quotes Roland Barthes and says, "Uh, the cultural work of the past done by gods and epic sagas is now being done by laundry detergent commercials (laughs) and comic strip characters. What a slam at Birdman, right? (laughs) But but still, and that's where Regan in that same scene um, talks about it mentions Icarus. Which, yeah, will, yeah, which will yeah. be important later on, right yeah yeah um, so he gets to say that now he turned down birdman again because he wants to do something more meaningful
3: yeah
2: in life
3: yeah that the
1: that whole scene is interesting, and then the the female reporter is is reporting something that was a, you know it goes back to the the quote um that's on his mirror. Do you remember that?
2: Oh, uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's
1: attributed to who? Is it, who's Susan, it? Joan Didion?
2: No, no, Susan Sontag.
1: Susan Sontag. That's yeah, right.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and what is it? The a thing a is a thing. A thing is
2: a thing. Not what is said of what that is sad thing. Of the
3: thing.
2: Yeah. that that, that that's a, such a great quote. That's got some reverberations there. Of, I mean, we we could maybe that you know. I, in it, a uh is it, probably like Hitchcock, that nothing is... is <laughs> nothing is, is, wasted.
1: is wasted. Nothing yeah. is wasted.
2: Yeah, so that probably has some meaning about all the social media stuff that's going Yeah. On, naming things that aren't really the thing or...
1: Well, it was played out in that scene because when she said something about, you know, do you take, inject oh, yeah. uh, pig oh, yeah, semen another, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, anti he goes, where she She goes, I'll just say you deny it. He goes, no, why, why are you even talking about it? And somebody else, somebody else says, oh, oh yeah, and he says, no, why are you? It's like <laughs> what he is not is is simply thrown out there as if it's him, and now he has to defend himself uh-huh. because now it's in social media, and now uh-huh. Uh-huh. it was it, it was so it was so brief but so poignant. Uh-huh. To get his point across, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, could we say it's like fake news, or or all it's the ways news. in which we we yes uh, uh,
1: we're manipulated mani-
2: manipulated? Yes,
1: absolutely. Yes.
2: Yeah. Mm. Mm.
1: So then, then he goes from there.
2: Yeah. Um, Preview. Yeah, or we'll, uh, practice. Uh,
1: yes, on the on the stage.
2: Yeah. Yeah. What I I noted the, all the humiliations, you know, that I got into a thing of wanting to note all the times that there's humiliation mentioned. So soon after, I think he comes, um, well, no, I'm jumping ahead just a little, Mm -hmm. um, because, um, uh, yeah, so we're, so, so there's the practice, uh, they're practicing their lines and, um, we should probably kind of skip over some of this stuff, Dan, because we're... We're we're, we're,
1: we're, we're taking time.
2: Yeah, yeah, we yeah. want to get to the want to Get to the, get to the good here. stuff. Um, yeah. But there was a humiliation after the first preview when he comes off on stage. His producer friend says, your zipper's down to, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to Reagan,
3: yeah.
2: having just walked off stage. Um, then there's the scene with the ex-wife, the very important scene in the dressing room where we...
1: Yeah, something. she says something to him. Do you remember what the...
2: Yeah, importantly, she says to him, uh, you confuse love with admiration. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so, yeah, of course, that's what everybody is doing these days. They yeah. want, you know, I, I think I told you uh, earlier, I said validation in form of likes now is the new sex. Yeah, the new yeah. Form of sex. So everyone wants to be admired and get their likes, uh, and they're confusing it with love, real love. Yeah, yeah. So that was prescient and important line. Um, and then I, I, these scenes with the critic, I think, are important because I had the thought, what do you think of her? She's like, an, she's like a female version of Birdman. She's so inflated. I'm going to ruin your play I'm just ruin for your play. what I write, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: It's something else. And
1: but he, and you pointed out that uh, that he brings um, his uh, Raymond Carver cocktail napkin. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that 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 Raymond Carver signed after seeing him in a high school play,
3: right,
1: uh, and right, said, you know, right. um, uh, thanks for an honest performance, something right, like that. Right. And but and you pointed out, which is interesting, when, when I saw it again, I said, oh, yeah, that's right. When he brings it to the critic to explain right himself she's not she's not interested yeah. and she's you know it's yeah. going to gonna destroy the play he leaves it there he leaves which it is there. interesting
2: yeah well i think that's a later scene where mm-hmm. he's at a crisis point okay. he's gonna he's it's like after the second preview or something where he's really scared that he's gonna fail Mm -hmm. so he's given up i I think maybe at that point he's decided he's going to do the grand gesture listen you know identifying so much with birdman that he's caught by uh by thinking he's gonna he's not gonna make it you know and
1: and yeah and that's when he drinks he goes out gets a bottle he drinks right um right he wakes up and then that's when he first flies right yeah. That's when he's on the roof. He needs to jump and.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's it's so interesting, Dan. That that it, what comes out so strongly. I, I didn't think I got this until again multiple viewings. His worst fear is humiliation.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: His worst fear, and clinically, don't you find that when you get to like, well, what then? Well, what then? What what we, do we fear the most? Yeah. Men and women, in in my experience as a clinician, will say a uh, uh, fear of ridicule and humiliation. Yeah. Absolutely, um, and, and I- we
1: we know by that um, quote, Nor Hall's quote: um, "To get through the labyrinth of life, we have to keep one hand on the cold, shuddering wall of humiliation."
3: Yeah.
1: Right. Um, we know that's important. I, in, in my practice, over. Mm-hmm time over the years of practice i'm uh, acutely aware of when humiliation is there
3: mm-hmm.
1: and i and, and 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 shame and it really like, the work that we're we're doing is arriving at a place where the, the the person can feel it right and feel it in presence in the session in with the witness in the in their container um, and that's in its own time, right? right?
2: And survive it. Survive it. And survive because, it. Because we're human, and this is what makes us human. There's a great book that a client turned me on to uh, um, that's apparently used in AA, or it, it, it used in AA, Alcoholics Anonymous. It's, the title is The Spirituality of Imperfection. Mm-hmm. That kind of says it all. You
3: it know? does. <laughs> I it mean, does. it's almost
2: like a, we could say it's a spiritual practice. Yes to um honor the times that were humiliated mm-hmm. but to get people there it's it, it, it with the ego which birdman is you know supporting is deflated ego doesn't like to be stung and will resist that com- and that's what we see in the film he's constantly resisting that humiliation and yet he's constantly the more he's he constantly pursuing the it such
1: <laughs> It's the trickster, right? The trickster really gets us in touch with our humiliation.
2: It's the trickster. (laughs) It is. Beware, you know, be careful what you speak of or, you know, fear. It'll grab you. Yeah.
1: You know, and uh, the humiliation, as you know, uh, the root word is humus.
2: Yes. uh,
1: H-U-M-U-S, and and it Mm -hmm. means uh, earth, uh, fertile soil, fertile
3: Mm, soil fertile, right fertile.
1: yeah um yeah. and it's such a beautiful image because it's you know the image of the meteor coming down to earth and uh yeah, yeah. um the 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 fecundity right uh, of this of this place right of this the 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 ve- venue of this theater the venue of yeah. this play you know there's this idea of uh, the ritual that we offer we have to offer ourselves to this process of you, humi- because initiation, right, yeah. has a humiliating component to it, doesn't yeah. it? It has, a, sh- yeah. the sh- it, it, it gets us yeah. in touch with our shame.
2: Right, right. It yeah. brings us down to earth.
1: It brings us down. To and earth, it, yeah.
2: like, it's like one analyst once said to me years ago, shit is fertilizer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes.
2: And interestingly, which had it never occurred to me, except for after multiple viewings is that with the play. The scene acted out it three times in the film, the mm-hmm. scene in the hotel three times, and the mm-hmm. scene that's acted out that he adapts is not is only spoken about in the play yeah
1: yeah, yeah, yeah yeah, and yeah.
2: so Eddie, this character, this ex husband of one of the characters who wrecks all this violence uh-huh. is not a character. In the, in the, at the kitchen. It's not floor. in the story. It's not. Yeah, not in the,
1: not it's in the story. It's only talked about. Yes.
2: So Regan creates Eddie, a whole scenes, a whole scene around Eddie. Yeah. So he completely identifies with Eddie, right?
1: It's a really good point.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it, it's just, it, so. As, I, as if
1: he has to work this through. because right, of right. Because he threw a kitchen knife at his wife. Right, right He right. has to work through this character. Yeah. Yeah, that's within him. That right. you know, what is is this love? Is this does right. does he have to arrive at at, at that moment of complete humiliation right. when he's told he's not loved? Right, right. which is really right. what that scene's about.
2: Right, right. It is. It is told that he's not loved, and also I would say, Dan, that I think the crux for me is the words to the, to that last scene, mm. which is, "I just want you to love me." I just want to be loved. I, I've tried to want you to love me. So, and the this, the play ends there with his, you know, bungled attempted suicide. And so to me, that is that he's, what we're witnessing there is his complete, not only humiliation, but his ability to be vulnerable, needy, and show how dependent he is on the other he wants to be loved he wants to feel beloved
1: yes yes so
2: i think this is to me this is the great secret in our culture that men i'm generalizing here of course Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. men have great difficulty acknowledging their dependency needs
1: yes yeah i agree with that
2: yeah they they deny them and then they turn violent yeah They, they 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 turn violent if they can't if he can't if if men can't acknowledge they need others and they are risking that then that's not love yeah yeah and I think that's why the play in the movie was such a such a success Mm. that he's Mm. completely stripped bare and Says these lines to the audience, I, mm. I, I, and like I said, I had not seen that on the first three, four, five viewings of the film.
1: It it's just clicked very, in. That's very interesting to think about that. Yeah, um, and we've talked about that before. the The, the difference uh, working with men
2: mm-hmm.
1: is around their ability to feel uh, their to oh, to well. live out their dependency needs. Right,
2: right. Well, I think it came up in rear window. I think you, you brought it up in rear window. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, that,
1: that's mm. yeah, you know, I we, we talked about um, um, the this idea of him shooting off his nose, which is such an interesting, mm-hmm. interesting change in the story, right? Shoot, mm-hmm. so he shoots his nose off. Mm -hmm. in the movie Mm -hmm. and so the 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 saying that came up for me Mm -hmm. the the adage Mm
3: -hmm. it really
1: has historical origins is Uh, to cut one to cut off one's nose to spite one's face yes yes and um the meaning that or one of the meanings they came up with is when you try to hurt somebody Mm. you're actually hurting yourself
3: uh huh. Uh-huh, right uh-huh, when you you know uh-huh.
1: it's, it's my idea about the revenge fantasy when you know I try to uh, suss out often when there's a humiliation when there's shame when there's uh-huh. betrayal that there's a, a perpetual revenge fantasy that people carry mm, around yeah, right yeah, yeah and yeah. it never gets them to the morning
3: that no. they need to
1: do until right. the until they can't right but they right. carry the revenge fantasy it's almost as if this image of shooting one's nose off was um, hurting somebody, which is the revenge fantasy uh, to spite oneself, right? Right. Because in in the end you're really hurting yourself, right?
2: Right, right. Yeah, I agree. That's a great point. You know, who writes about spite really well is um, Sylvia Pereira in her book, Mm -hmm. the scapegoat conference, scapegoat complex
3: mm-hmm.
2: she says that when we spite we deny our own needs
1: yes okay. so that's
2: what you're that's what you're saying yeah, yeah, yeah. i also when you mentioned that to me i also thought of the whole adage or cliche of looking down your nose at someone else ah and that also signifies a kind of inflated
1: inflation yeah
2: inflation so if he shot off his nose he can't do that he anymore can't down
1: it. yeah
3: <laughs> Yeah, I like that. I like that.
2: Yeah, I think they're both relevant. Um, Yeah. Yeah, and and also that last scene in the hospital with the um, where his face is bandaged because he had attempted shooting up. That to me also mirrors the story in the play of the couple. Of the man in bandages and needing to wanting to see his wife through the eye holes.
1: That's right. That's that right. Had, yeah, I, isn't that? I didn't connect there.
2: Isn't that a beautiful parallel? That is beautiful. His face, and he and he's looking at his wife and his his wife and his daughter Regan in the hospital bed.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, yeah, I thought that was a beautiful uh, echo.
1: You're right, because the script, uh, the movie script, really makes a point, and then the play. That the character is talking about going to this husband and Mm -hmm. talking, you know, and, you know, with his mouth hole, Mm
3: -hmm. and his eye holes, Mm -hmm. and he was
1: trying to understand him and he was trying to, you know, get, get, uh, understand where, you know, what the, why the husband was suffering and what it's it's so so interesting. You know, the other image that I would read a review that, that connected his that face covering that that, mm-hmm. that bandage mirrored the mask that the that the birdman was wearing.
3: Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> right? uh-huh. Which which is a great
1: idea yeah. because you know what yeah. happens at the end? He,
2: yeah.
1: he integrates yeah. the birdman. Right? Yeah. And maybe he owns I, I don't know what how would you describe that? He he's been transformed and now you know the birdman yeah. is just the, he's he's
2: sitting just on the sitting, at the
1: sitting on the toilet,
2: sitting on the toilet. What a what a what a way to end. Um, yeah, I, I you know I would say I, I I I understand what you're saying. There is I would say there's a certain level of integration. Okay. Also, if it's an archetypal defense, like Kalsched says, this persecutory part. It it can't. There's a certain amount of it that cannot be integrated. Right. So Regan, under his breath, says to him, says to Birdman on the toilet, "Bye bye, fuck you."
3: Uh-huh.
2: So I think saying no to that part is is a huge thing that we can do in our own lives. To you know that inner yes, saying no and let and so yeah, a certain amount of integration that it recedes in power. It doesn't stop us from moving on in our lives.
3: Yeah, but uh, I think yeah. a
2: certain amount doesn't get integrated. It's all you know. Given the right set of circumstances, it comes back. It yeah. can get triggered again.
1: But- well, a, another way of of thinking about it, which might mm-hmm. be uh, might be um make, make more sense, is that mm-hmm. the archetype is mediated. It's 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 right. it's, it's, it's it comes into the, the the real, and so he could say no to the archetype,
2: mm-hmm. right? He mm-hmm. can say
1: no. That's not me. Yes. Um, but but at the same time, he's been transformed.
2: Yeah. By, he, has. he has by the archetypal energy. Yeah. That's right. That's there's no question. He's been transformed. I. That's what's so satisfying about this movie. Yeah. That there is a a, a progression and a and a growth and and redemption in how he interacts mm-hmm. with his daughter, um, and the and the unexpected virtue of of ignorance that he can
1: you know and you and i uh talked yeah. about it, and we're on the same page regarding you know the scene with which apparently uh, you know people right. were were yeah. unclear about you know when right. she's look looks down right.
3: Right. and then right. looks okay. up
1: that right. this is um this is a metaphor for their transformation right That's this right. is not him right. flying around right. this is That's right. That's and right. that um that he is, uh, you know, there's something about the daughter, uh, Sam, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in terms of uh, his, she needed him to, to, to be something. She, you know, this idea that, that parents project onto their children, uh, their individuation needs. Right sure. and expect the children to to individuate in ways that you know the unlived life, right? Right. And she needed him, yes, to to uh, do this. Yeah. Yeah. Even if, even as she's telling him not to, right? Even as right. she's wondering right. why are you're you not doing so this.
2: important. Yeah.
1: You're not so. I mean, yeah. when she says to him, very articulately and very beautifully acted, "You're not important. Yeah. We are not important." Yeah. yeah. Um. He, he, that scene was so pointed. He really yeah. had to hear that, and it seemed right. like he really took that in. Right. Right. That yeah. was the counter yeah. it does. Uh, measure to his inflation.
2: Yes. Yes. She was mediating his inflation then. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. What What was the scene you cried at, Dan?
1: Oh, the scene with the wife when it was the it was oh. the opening. Yeah and and that he was yeah, laying in night. his yeah. uh mm-hmm. dressing room it was, it was mid at, re, at yeah. intermission right and she comes in you know yeah. um and she and he just bears his soul and right. tell that's right. the scene where he tells her right. you know you know that the night they had this party and he's you know having a, uh, sex with you know somebody yeah. from the party and she threw everybody out and um and he tells her you know that um he that he, he tried to kill himself. He went into yes. the ocean and then he gets right. attacked by all these jelly jellyfish. Fish and, fish. Yes. But then he says, um, I wish I didn't film Sam's birth. That's the, yeah. that's the point. Yes. That, and I was and not
2: present in my life. I was I not present. I had... And
1: I just oh, broke down.
2: Oh, wow.
1: Because they're, they're wow. just, uh, you know, watching the entire film. And at that moment, to, oh. for him to own
2: right, and right.
1: really own and be able right. to express that he was not, and right. to really um, feel that regret.
2: You're feeling it um, now. I can see it. In I, the, it's the oh audience. My <laughs> the oh, my goodness. The viewers don't know that. The listeners <laughs> don't know that, rather, but <laughs> you're reliving and, that.
1: Well, you know, and part of my work, you know, in hospice has been to be with mm. people at the end of life in which
2: yeah. Yeah.
1: this, 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 what's, what they're, either dealing with or not dealing with, but it's coming up in either case are their regrets. You know what I'm saying? And it gives them the opportunity to become real in those moments when we can accept our human failings, except for Reagan, he, you know, he failed at his marriage. He, he failed at being a father, but his redemption is in, in that moment, uh, owning all that. Right. And it's like, he he did this not only for himself but for his daughter who right. at the end of the film right. can can experience him differently and oh
2: yeah there's I'm something scared. he
1: finishes that she needed him to finish does that right. make sense
2: right right that's beautiful because that that reminds me of the scene with Mike where he says, Mike says to her, What was so bad about what your father did to you? Why do you hate him so much or something? Why are you angry? And she says, Well, he tried to make up for not being there by telling me I was special. Ah. And so there again, there's this inflated inflation that she's rejecting. Yeah. Right. She's rejecting that kind of um, maladaptive inflation. Yes. We say. Yes. yes. Uh, maladaptive grandiosity. And yeah, that's beautiful, Dan, that she need Well, it's like, um, it's like what we try to do. We try to heal our parents so that they can, he, they can be with there for us.
1: Yeah. 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 Yeah.
2: So she also needed him to work she, this through. She did. Um, there yeah. was a stuckness
1: in her, which is very interesting. This, yeah. this, um, this, you know, why is she here? I mean, you know, yeah. What,
3: what,
1: what is her life about? Well, she's she's stuck here at this theater with this play, with this job, that, and yeah. she needs she needs to to move on. She doesn't know how to move on, and
3: mm-hmm. and so,
1: and her relationship with her father is important for her moving on,
3: yep. right? Yeah, in
1: some way, and yep. and it's yep. just so beautifully rendered.
2: yes, <laughs> yes. that last scene. Which I think I told you I read that it came to Inaritu in a dream.
3: Mm-hmm. Um That yes.
2: where he's where yeah, it's exactly. I agree. It. It. I don't know why people don't see that. They want something concrete. They don't get that it's a metaphor. It's an. It's. It's a. It's what his. It's what his body experienced with his daughter that he's yeah, yeah. flying. Dreams about flying are not necessarily inflated dreams. They're right. freedom.
3: Right.
2: They're they're freedom and 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 love and. Right. So yeah, it's it, it's such a gorgeous ending that they could both laugh and smile together.
1: Yes. Yes, and you can hear <laughs> you can hear the the, yeah. the laughter, right? Yeah. Um,
2: yeah. The screen goes blank. But you can hear her laughing yeah. and
1: laughing. <laughs> That's gorgeous. I I I I downloaded the script. Now I know the scripts that are out there could be various versions of them. But the script mm. had an interesting, mm. um, had that ending. Mm. Um, but it had an interesting little twist because Hi. when she comes in to see him in the in the hospital room, she's carrying lilacs. Uh-huh. She offers him lilacs. Yes. In in the movie script, it was the uh well el, el camila's
3: oh, that she
1: didn't get him the first yes. time which is interesting to think yes. about i thought lilacs were perfectly appropriate because it's an image of spring and renewal
3: Yeah, right <clears throat> yeah yeah
1: but to you know it, it, it at least in one iteration he was imagining that she would actually bring the flowers that he originally wanted is is yeah. also would be interesting, right?
2: Yes. But you know what? It it maybe it makes me think that maybe with all that feminine imagery of that flower, they'll community. Yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah.
2: Um maybe he doesn't need he
3: doesn't the need symbol that.
2: anymore. He He's got the real relationship with his yeah. daughter. Yeah. And the spring flowers of renewal is maybe more, I don't know, more appropriate. It's an interesting change though. I uh symbolically. Um, wow. Hmm. Well, I, I I've told you before this, that, that the phrase when we, we talked about trying to name what's healing for this, I think mm-hmm. we captured what's healing for this movie, for this yeah. film, why we yeah. wanted to do a podcast on it. And I told you the phrase that I had come upon, which is the beneficence of humiliation of, mm. of humility, the mm. beneficence of humility.
1: I love that. I love yeah, that. It's a
2: gorgeous phrase. And I would say for me, too, the whole idea of wounded masculinity mm-hmm. is really important in this mm-hmm. film um, to show that.
1: And, you know, that's a, is a, that's a theme throughout Inuridu's, um mm. movies. Um, I was thinking back to Beautiful
3: mm-hmm.
1: uh, with uh, Javier Bardem.
3: mm
1: mm-hmm. Um Ends to Revenant. Revenant.
3: Um, mm-hmm.
1: All all films having to do with death too. Uh, mm-hmm. be- beautiful, he's dying of mm-hmm. cancer in uh, mm-hmm. in in this film. You know, it's thinking about suicide. It and um, in the Revenant, it's he. You know, is almost died by mm-hmm. the the bear uh, mm-hmm. bawling. Um,
2: mm-hmm.
1: So death and humiliation
2: yeah
1: uh, are in the same realm
2: right well you mentioned before like the whole death and rebirth theme in alchemy i, yeah. I th- it's yeah, yeah. A, an initiatory experiences are can be um can have that component right i think you mentioned yeah. that earlier
3: yeah yeah yeah
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well is there anything else uh no i don't think, think we, so I this th- whole um i i In my, in my notes I had that I noted this whole idea between the difference that Winnicott talks about the differences between fantasy and imagination and I think Jung would agree that imagination is more in his view. um, What's the great phrase he uses in volume six it, 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 it shows a, a it, it, it. He has this great word. I can't think of it right now, but it—it—he's oh, it's something like he sketches out a uh, a line of future development, and, and so his whole technique of active imagination, whereas fantasy is more like a self-soothing, escapist, um, avoiding reality and real suffering. And Regan, we see, gets from fantasy to imagination, and and
1: um, I think that's you know, a good wrote, point. That's a real good point, and I think fantasy comes more from the unconscious, and imagination comes is is the the ego reaching in to -hmm. the unconscious. I think it's it's coming at it from a different direction because so many so much of our life is is filled with fantasies and fantasies that are that are affecting us that we're not even conscious of.
3: Mm, Yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh and trying to get at those fantasies is important, but it it is imagination, right?
3: Yeah.
1: Uh how often do you find yourself in a in a dialogue with a patient that so what? let's imagine such and such, you mm-hmm. know, and let's go there, right? Mm-hmm. And that that that's so fruitful. It's like
2: right. wow it grounded it too. Yeah. Right? Grounded, yeah, 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 hopefully more grounded, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well um. Yeah.
1: There's a yeah. one more phrase uh, yeah. that inner reader uses that yeah. he, he said somebody else came up. This was in an interview.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I think it goes back to the to the uh, the statement on the mirror. Uh-huh. <laughs> a, thing a thing is a is thing, a thing yeah, now. And right. this says, and this yeah. he was talking about the word water. This is the statement. The word water will not wet you. <laughs> Will and,
2: not wet you. The word,
1: yeah, oh, the word water well, will not yeah. wet you. And what he and he was using that to describe, you know, when he puts in a script, you know, that like in um The Revenant, uh the Indians mm. attack, right? He just mm, puts mm, it mm. uh-huh. he, goes, <laughs> he goes. Uh whenever he whenever he does something like that, he wreaks havoc on a set with with all all of the the people that have to make a film, because there's because then it's 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 just he's just using the word water. Now it's up to everybody to come up with the the wetness of it, right?
3: Yeah. When he, yeah. When he puts yeah.
1: in something in a yeah. script, he says he goes, you, "You have to follow through." Now in this film, he uh-huh. makes a great point of saying he had to, which he, he admires all the actors that did it. Everything had to be completely choreographed down to the second, because they have to move from one spot. They actually had painted lines.
3: It oh. would
1: have to move from one spot to another in a particular time. Oh. Because remember, everything was a continuous oh. Cont- to was, you a shot. A,
3: yeah.
2: Continuous
1: yeah. shot. Yeah, so a yeah, you know when oh. the, somebody was walking in or or something was happening, it, they they couldn't break. They couldn't break yeah. for it. Um, it had to be continued so all of these actors had to they actually had people that that were hired to act it out and step it out uh, before they brought the actors in and then they had to it was completely choreographed
2: choreographed yeah which is just so so
1: interesting and they they really went through it
2: yeah but so but somehow that formal structure or something really allowed for you to enter
1: isn't that something
2: action where it didn't dampen it down at all it
1: didn't dampen it down
2: oh interesting but yeah it's the quality of you know the attack or the or the relationship or it's not you know they kiss well how are they kissing i mean you know you have to flesh it out
1: that's right that's right
2: (laughs) oh this is great fun dan this this film is just so brilliant i hope people see it and get get see it in other ways than we saw it. And, you know, it, it's so rich. It's I so hope
1: rich. so too. So everybody go, if you haven't seen it, go see it. If you did see it, go see it again. <laughs> That's, uh, right.
2: That's right. <laughs> I certainly will. Yeah, uh, I'm not done with this film. It has stayed with me. I have to say that it, the, the last couple of times I've seen it, it puts me in a place of honoring humility.
1: Yes. Yeah. It
2: shifts something in me.
1: Yeah, and that's
2: that's the wow. power of that's the power of film. Wow. That makes it healing.
1: Well, I think that's that's well put, and I think, you know, my being able to laugh and cry uh, yeah. after multiple viewings uh, speaks to the something was moved in me. Something yes. something yes, allowed me to get into my body, right, yeah.
2: mm-hmm. out of
1: my head into my body, and the yeah. film facilitated that.
2: Right. Right. That's beautifully put too. Well. Wow. Thank Thanks, you too. Thank you.
1: I love our these times together that we have. It's just so exciting, so meaningful Me too. Time.
2: Me too. A lot of energy between us. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening. If you'd like more information about training programs archives this podcast or to find a union analyst near you visit our website youngchicago.org thank you to our 2021 donors who gave at the contributing member level or above the arlene m feiner trust barbara annan arlo and rena compan judith cooper kevin davis george j didier mary doherty Carl and Patricia Greer, Ryan Mayer, Patricia Martin, Boris Matthews, Sue Rosenthal, Diane Sherwood, Debbie Stutzman, Lawrence Chad Tingley, Alexander Wayne and Lynn Kopp, Gerald Weiner, and Ellen Young. You can also become a supporter of this podcast by visiting our website, youngchicago.org. Thanks.